What's going on, golf addicts? Welcome to the Cognizant Classic in the Palm Beaches DFS DraftKings Preview 2024 DB here. Pat Perry, you know our boy Toby threw you in that Jake Knapp. Uh, I saw that. I noticed that. Jake Knapp combo there. Are you feeling good, bud, about the Jake Knapp situation? I mean, we victory lapped this already, but. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make you go through another victory lap. I'm uh, with it. I'm even though you know, I mean, the shirt is is kind of got like a little bit of a NASCAR theme to it. You know, a victory yeah. lap shirt. Um, man, look, you know, I played a lot of them in DFS too. A ton of a ton of nap in DFS. As a matter of fact, I did double up my money last week on DFS DB, but it would have been a lot better without uh, if Sam Stevens had made the cut. For some reason, I ended up with a lot of Sam Stevens who just imploded on his last three holes or his back nine, really, and missed the cut. But listen, uh, DB, Knapp is the man. Yeah. And we we knew this. We knew this um, yeah. maybe just a few weeks ago. Yeah, but you saw it. You saw the electricity that occurred on the driving range at the mm -hmm. WM Phoenix Open. Yeah, and um, look, it's just I'm just happy about it. Yeah, very, that was me. Very, that was me. Happy. I was I was le I was leaning over whilst talking to Jake, uh, <laughs> and then also um, I couldn't get up when I was watching the uh, yeah watching the. Did the you know he's a bouncer? A bouncer? Yeah. Yeah, he's a bouncer. No, he he would never. Oh yeah, he bounced. Actually, he would. I know in him. He bounced little douchebags out of clubs. I'm sure. Um, listen, we we did talk about the Mexico Open, uh, Jake's performance, our weekend, all that good stuff on the betting show. If you want to recap that, but uh, we've got a great show tonight. We're going to go over all the ranges. We got 12k Rory and 5k guys like JB Holmes. It feels like 2016 again. DraftKings has done some fun things with the prices. The field is bananas. And I'm actually I'm actually very excited to play this week. This is two weeks in a row yeah. that I've been quite excited to play DFS. Now I lost my ass last week thanks to Taylor Pendrith. Had him almost like 80% in DraftKings contest. So that wasn't very good. But I'm excited because PJ National is wild. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, but we're going to talk about our, our guesses to who the chalk gonna be, some uh some some pivots we like. Some good conversation. We're going to do a 5K draft like we did last week. Didn't turn out too hot, but it's the 5K range. What do you want from us? Who cares? Uh, but tons of value in the 6K and 5K range to talk about. And um, I'm going to talk a little bit about the, the DFS Mexico postmortem here in just a second. But at the end of the show, we have a special video. Now, if you've already watched the betting show, you got the full, tr the full treatment. The end of the betting show, we teased the video. We showed the video. We discussed the video after I gave a little bit of the behind the scenes information, but there's a uh, there's a, a very special event going on this 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 week the the match between Rose Zhang and Max Homa and uh, Lexi Thompson and Rory McIlroy. Maybe you're watching this and you've already seen the match. You've already seen how it goes down. There's a, a special guest cart commentator named DJ Khaled in that uh, in the match, and uh, we 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 you know we caught up with him on the on a Muni course. Anyway, you're gonna have to watch the video. It's pretty good at the end, and um, if you want more context, you can check out the end of the betting show. Can I but, ask you something on the match? Yeah. Uh, because I've seen a lot of promos and things on that, and I won't be long here, but mm -hmm. when, when did Rose Zhang become Rose Zhang? Like, when you make it out on the tour, are you, are you not Zhang anymore? Because it, it, now there's like a Zhang in there. Maybe. Um, you just I said it. You, you just did it. You did. I know. It. I heard somebody else say it, and I don't know who I heard say it. But I don't know. I have no idea what her. What I thought the H was silent. Now we're having to throw the H in. Like when you become more important, do you does your silent letter become a a vocal letter? Um, maybe, maybe. Um, I don't know. Maybe, but maybe we'll find out on the on the show on the the match debut tonight. We can hear what they say. Right. You would, you would assume just, the announcers will get that right. Um, well, DJ Khaled may not, but we'll see. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you can ever assume DJ Khaled is going to get anything right. Yeah. So, um, all right. So, we got to thank our sponsor, Bet the Number. If you haven't already, if you want a full course breakdown, full course preview, I looked at the last five years' data, the trends, the key stats, the leaderboards from 
the what was the Honda, now the Cognizant at PGA National. Put that up on Bet the Number, shared my screen, walked through the golf course. Then I opened up my early model that I made over the weekend for PGA National. Started talking through a few interesting names, some interesting storylines, some I like, some I think you should fade. Um, just some first impressions. And shared the screens about a 25-minute video. I, I like to give you everything you need to know and nothing you don't. Forget all that extra stuff. You know, you don't have to go, you know, looking into, uh, you know, who's what, you know, all kind of weird stuff. I was going to say something, but I'm not going to say it. Anyway, I know what you were about to say. Check it out. Bet the number. Uh, link in the description of the podcast and YouTube video. You scan the QR code if you're watching on YouTube. Bet the number is where all of our stats, all of our data will come from on this show. Brand new site, and they're already crushing it. Just two months in to, uh, to 2024. So let's get into it. I, I want to I do a quick refresh, though, on uh, the Mexico event, the postmortem for Mexico, because... You know, this is this has been a theme. This has been a theme. And I'm going to talk about it again here in a second with Honda. The chalk, yee, like the chalk is not hitting people. Like it's mm-hmm. it's not been hitting this year, 2024, except it's kind of like the chalk that does hit does pretty well. But then the rest of it, there, there's not a lot in the middle. The rest of it kind of sucks. You had three missed the cut. Um, Knapp and Steven Yeager were the only two that finished in the top 15 total point scorers. Boy, Finau, Hoygaard, and Detry. I was a last-minute pivot to Detry. That also hurt me. That was Detry mental. That's a dad joke. Uh, all in the 10K definitely did not, definitely did not pay off their price and ownership. Even Finau. Um, so overall, it's kind of a bust. The 10K was trash, and the 6K and 5K ranges had plenty of good players that you could have paired with. Decent chalk being Nap, Jaeger, and really EVR, who was kind of borderline chalk. That's kind of how it how it ended up. The perfect lineup would have been Nap, Valamaki, Jaeger, CT Pan, Bobby Mack. I mean, Bobby, what were we doing? I was playing yeah. Bobby the first like three events of his season, and now he's decided to play well. And EVR, you would have scored 684 points. You would have only spent $47,400 of your DraftKings salary. Your total ownership would have added up about 63%. You would have used two guys in the 9K range, 1.8K, 1.7, 1.615. Very balanced structure there, but getting down into the 5K range and leaving, what, $2,600 on the table with nobody in the 10K range, and everybody was lapping up that 10K range. So, boy, pivot when you pivot, right, Pat? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, a couple of – you know, just one quick nugget. I, I went back and looked at, and I wrote up a lot more about the 2023 and 2022 Honda in the Discord channel under the research – uh, or in the Discord under the research channel. But I'll drop just a couple of nuggets here for the people on the show, and I won't give every everything away. But of the 10 highest-owned players the last two years at the Honda, so total of 20 guys, in those 20 guys, okay, only three each year finished in the top 15 in DraftKings points scored. Only three. Only three were probably worth rostering. And depending on how highly priced they were, they might not have even been worth rostering if they finished 12th or 13th in points scored. So out of 20 guys, six guys really kind of paid off. Um, and in terms of a lot of lineup construction, boy, and, and I know it was different because we didn't have 6K or we didn't have 5K players the last two years, I'm pretty sure. There have only been two players in the top 10 highest owned both years, one each year, that were 7K or below. So there's been, you know, a ton of, you know, a ton of chalk up top, 8K, 9K, 10K and above, and a lot of spread down at the bottom. But, you know, a lot of that expensive chalk wasn't paying off. And it's interesting when you think about that as we start to dive into, especially the 6K and 5K range. There are a ton of names in the 6K and 5K range, I think you're going to have good weeks this week. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think, um, you know, we talk about long shot season, which we've had a lot of. This is pivot season in my mind. I mean, there are, there are a lot of guys that, you know, we just tend to see show up out of nowhere in this golf tournament. I mean, like Michael Thompson won this golf tournament, and then he, like, propped up, you know, popped up again, like, a few years later. He just, like, shows his head every once in a while. And there's Harrington won this tournament too. Yeah, four hundred to one. I mean, Matt Jones when we both hit him. I mean, he wasn't necessarily. Mm. 
like, I mean, that was a little bit of a gut play. And we said this on the betting show. I think this is a little bit of a gut play week. If there's a guy that you, you know, if you watch a lot of golf, which we do, that you've seen, you know, pop up a little bit, look good, hit some good shots, you know, maybe if, if he doesn't check all your boxes, but you're feeling good about him, I think you play him this week. This, this is a week to do that. Yeah, we talked a lot about on the betting show how if you look at the leaderboards the last couple of years, the the last, you know, the recent form incoming and the 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 course history at Honda has not, you know, it's not super predictive. There's plenty of guys with a bunch of bad form, bad records here. Um, you know, they might have a top 10 sprinkled in the middle somewhere, but like it's it is truly the most wildly high variance event on the PGA Tour. A lot of it is due to water being in play on 15 or so holes. A lot of it's off the tee and on approach. It's like just because you take a deep breath that you got your tee ball dry doesn't mean you're you're not thinking about it on your approach shot. Uh, there are a ton of penalty shots out here. It's just it's just, it's just a tough course. Then if you throw in windy conditions, which we might have some wind kicking up on Friday or Saturday, um, it just becomes an interesting spot. I mean, you, you got to – now they did change number 10 to a par five, so we might see scoring a little better, but you know, 10 to 12 under, 13 under is kind of standard if if the wind blows at all or 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 a little bit for a couple of days, uh that that might go up. But you know, with the par with the par five now 10. But yeah, gotta be comfy on Bermuda. Anyway, talked about all that stuff on the course breakdown show. You can go check that out. Let's talk about the top tier here on DraftKings. Um Roy McElroy opens at 12 to a full, what is that, $1,500 more expensive than uh, than Cam Young? And and now, Pat, I did say that there is there's plenty of guys in that 5 and 6K range. You can easily build a lineup. The pricing is soft. You can easily build a lineup with Rory McElroy that you can feel good about or that you can, that you don't feel good about. Because honestly, like you just said, gut it's gut play season. Not feeling good about your lineup is probably the best strategy. So yeah. are you going to play Rory? You are the Rory Homer in, on this show. Are you playing Rory? I will play some Rory. Yes. I also don't, I don't think he's going to be that chalky for a, a, you know, a typical highest price player in the field. I, I just don't, I think you're going to see a lot of people in this 5k range is, is really uh, with, especially with some of the quality down there is, really going to allow you to play a good amount of Rory if you want to. Um, but I do think there's some other guys in here, especially in that 9K range, that are going to get more chalk um, that's really going to push it down a little bit for Rory. So, yes, I am going to play him. As a matter of fact, him and only one other guy are my two favorite plays over 10K. Um, it, it will be interesting to see where Rory comes in. Obviously, he's not going to come in as as heavy as he would be if he were showing any sort of you know decent form on tour so far. I mean, he did win in Dubai, but outside of that, Pebble and Genesis were were pretty ugly for Rory all all around. He is a past champion here, but hasn't really come back very often. Doesn't really seem to. I don't know. Um, I'm probably out. I just I don't care about playing Rory here. I, I actually. I actually don't love the 10K range hardly at all. Um, I mean, Henley and Tom Kim would be my two favorites. I would imagine you might be in the same boat or at least one of those guys is going to be your favorite. Tom Kim might be the guy I like the most here. Uh, I think he'll be less popular than Russell Henley in this in this spot. But I'm also perfectly fine starting lineups at Eric Cole. I love Eric Cole at 9,900. Um, just continues to check all the boxes. He's number two in my model, and I, I kind of took bet the numbers, uh, bet the numbers model, and added some things to it, changed some weightings around. But I, I love Cole here again as he continues to play well. As this was the site of his playoff loss to Chris Kirk, it would be very full circle for us all to be banking on the Eric Cole win coming after this week last year, and him coming close, but. Finally getting it done this week would make a lot of sense to me. Um, so I'm kind of fine fading the rest of that 10K range. So who are the two you like up there? Yeah, well, I mean, I like Rory. I do like Henley. I think he's going to be a little bit more chalky than Tom Kim. And so for that reason, I'll probably pivot down to Tom Kim. I think that's where I'm going to go here. Um, 
if I were not going to play Rory in a in a majority of lineups, I would probably start with Tom Kim. I certainly get the going down to Eric Cole. I think that's where the chalk, you know, you say, where's the chalk going to be? It's going to be right there on Eric Cole. Yeah, um, I have. A, I would say he is probably going going to be uh, the chalkiest player over 9K. Uh, he might be the chalkiest player in the field. Well, I mean, that's what I mean, in the field. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so here, here's what I've here's what I think I've decided. Because this is a week where the chalk never hits, and it's already it's even the trend so far in 2024. The chalk's not hitting. There does look to be a little wind, you know, variance incoming. But you know, despite this being a week known for that, like I said, the last two years there have been a few players that you needed in your lineups and and did hit. Um. So I, I am going to I'm going to plant my flag in the ground and say I am not having more than three chalky players in my player pool, but I'm probably going to be pretty firm at least on two of them, and I might already be there on three plays that I'll say tonight, but Eric Cole is one of them. Like I just, unless he's 25, 30%, at that point, it might be worth the fade, but if he's 20, I'll, I'm still playing. I'm going to plant my flag on Eric Cole this week. I am. That will be chalk that I will take on. Okay. I, yeah, I agree. I think I will take that chalk on too. Um, I am curious as to what the other chalk is going to be in this in this whole range here at 9K. Like, I think it's going to be Ben on. I think you're right. I think Ben on. I'm curious on JT Poston. I, I feel like it's going to be chalky, but then I don't know. Like I have to say, like I, I had I have a little recency bias on JT Poston in the miscut at the WM. Yeah. I remember, yeah. but I don't really recall the top ten the week after, which I didn't. I don't. Did he just sneak in the top ten there? Like I don't even remember that. I just remember the miscut. Yeah, and I and I don't love the way he's getting it done. And it is it is a little bit JT Poston esque though. He just does it with short game magic. Um, but I think that's a little bit of the reason why he's not played this place well, because you, there's just so little room for error with your irons. And it's one thing to miss a green and have to get up and down from 28 yards. It's another thing to miss a green and be taking a drop. You know, like. And that's what I worry about with Postman a little bit. So I, I think I'm probably going to avoid Postman. I don't – I'm probably – like, I think Ben on, I think Cole. The the third name that I said that I'm kind of waffling on, I, I, I might be there, I might not, but he's number one in my model, and it is Keith Mitchell at 9K. He's the second – he's really the third guy. Cole I'm definitely planting a flag on, and I'm playing – there's another one in the 8K range I'll talk about – the Mitchell is that third that, again, if he's not 25, 30% plus, like, I might just play him anyway. I, I love where his game is at right now. And obviously, he loves this place. Uh, I but agree I do think Keith. he could be popular. He's going to be popular. Yeah, I think he'll have, he'll he'll definitely be popular. I do like Keith Mitchell, though. He's number one in the model. I actually made a model for this one. I have, I have oh, you made your own. I've played around some um, here and there with BTN. Uh, I, did, I have liked to kind of stick to the BTN model a little bit just as we, we get used to it, but um, Keith Mitchell is number one. Now, despite that, I do think something's wrong with my model. <laughs> I haven't quite figured it out yet, but something's wrong here. The, the model's broken a little bit because there, there's some people up here that are way too high up the model that, that probably shouldn't be. But maybe that's a good thing uh, for this golf tournament. Um, but, yeah, I'm with you on Keith Mitchell. I do like him a lot. Um I'm also like I think I know you don't like this guy as far as like you didn't play him or he was your fade at the top end of the betting board. Hmm. I think I'm gonna play some Minwoo Lee, and are I and that's a gut thing for me. Are you that's just gonna play thing. it because you're you're already gonna be pulling against my season long fade? Well, I mean that could be one reason, but I, I think in DFS he, I don't think he's going to be very high owned. Oh, I don't know about that, bud. I mean, you he's think Minwoo Lee is going to be high owned? He's not going to be top three, like or like he's not going to be super chalk, but he is not going to be ignored because everyone loves Minwoo Lee, and at least he had a top twenty five here last year. 
I think you played well at the players. So you got some some Florida Bermuda yeah. comp that you can give. Um, I, there is there is no doubt in my mind that Minwoo Lee is going to get a level of attention here. I don't know to what extent. I think if people are, are if, I think for the model people that he won't because model people are gonna yeah he's not gonna be not gonna rank high in the model no but I, I do think for the popularity people he he certainly will um I, I would that to me puts him kind of in the middle like I do think he'll probably be around like fourteen fifteen percent um which I'm okay with um that's just my guess hey, have you have you realized something DB over the last I don't know, six months to a year. I mean, I've realized a lot of things. I don't know if we want to get into all that, but have you have you realized there's something with with me and my my predictive powers? No, because because I think there's a trend that has developed over the last six months to a year that I feel like I need some credit for. Oh wow, okay, well, give yourself I, yeah. some credit. Well, I mean, we used to have a running joke very early on. Mm-hmm. That I was terrible at projecting ownership. Yes. I think I've gotten a lot better at projecting ownership. I have noticed it in my own mind. Now, maybe you haven't noticed it, but I've yeah, been checking so, myself. So just in your own mind, you've gotten better, but we have no record of well, uh, because we don't have no we data. don't have a spreadsheet or anything that's keeping track of it. I just know that I've gotten better at it. I'm sure and I think you should know I think you need to know that and be aware of it. And I'd like I'd like the listeners to maybe comment if they feel like I've gotten better over is the. It, uh, is it not because of the uh, the the Tour Junkies Discord aggregate ownership that takes four to f- six different websites ownership predictions and adds aggregates them all and spits no no because no, that's when you that's you when I check false, myself. You have a that's false sense of security in your ownership. No projects? no that is when you when I check myself and I know on the show I remember that I said hey I think this guy's going to be like 12 percent. And then when that ownership comes out in the Discord, which, by the way, is fantastic in the premium Discord mm-hmm. in research, I think I have been more accurate lately over the last several months than I used to be. Okay. maybe I'll start paying more attention. Maybe we should start checking that. So you think Minwoo 14 to 15%? That's my guess, yes. Um, maybe people watching on YouTube while, while you hit the like button and while you make sure you subscribe, if you have not already, you should also drop a comment on, maybe give Pat a grade rating on how you, you think in your mind he's done in the last six months predicting ownership. It's only taken him nine years, but in the last six months, how, how have things gone in him predicting ownership? So that, that leaves you know, this is a big range, so we're spending some time here, but in this range, I, I have a few names just to, just to, Toss out, toss out as likely potential pivots uh, that have warts, but could be intriguing plays. Corey Connors, uh, Sung Jay, and what are, what are are people going to be ready to to invest in in Burger? I those three names specifically. Of those three, I'm, I, love, I'm, I love doing this because I know you love it so much. Of those three, Mary F. Kill in DFS, those three, Connors, Berger, Sungjae. Mary being, yeah, if you had to, you'd play a lot of them overweight in their ownership. F, meaning you probably have them right at their ownership, maybe a little sprinkle. And Kill being a complete fade. Uh, okay. Are you, you want me to go first? Mm-hmm. I will marry. I'll marry Daniel Berger. Mm. I'll f Sungjae and kill Corey. Poor, poor Corey. <laughs> um. Okay. I think I would. I think I would marry Berger because I think he's going to be the more popular play, and I think to go overweight on him would be the would be the move. But I'm gonna I'm gonna flip it and reverse it on you. I I am going to f Corey Connors, and I'm going to kill Sungjae. I think at least with Connors, at least with Connors, the ball striking is still there, baby. I mean, and, and all you're doing with Connors is, God dang it, you're just banking on, geez, can he just 
can he just like I don't know can he get can maybe temporary blindness every time he walks up to a green would be nice just that way he doesn't even have to look at the hole he can just kind of aim just kind of feel it with his feet and just aim and pray and that that might be better and he he puts well you just need him to have a slightly not god awful week on the putting greens and he's there so but Sungjae looks lost ball striking the last few weeks lost our boy will our boy willie wilcox has got to get him get him out the wilderness i mean he seems to be high on him the stripe show he talks about it i mean i think well yeah it's his job he's, he's his well cat. i know i get it but it's like your mom not to, you know being like oh well yeah little juniors he's not very handsome <laughs> but he's got a great personality like no way well I don't know. And it's, you know, I would like to say, well, this is definitely not a, cor a course where you're going to find your game on because there's just trouble everywhere. There's a lot of reasons to kind of play scared on this golf right. course, especially if you don't trust your game. But then it just brings in the, we still see just so many variables of players that just play well this week out of nowhere. Yeah, that is true too. Yeah, we see it on the, yeah, we see, like what you say makes sense about finding your game. This would be seemingly a tough place to find it, but yeah, you're right. We we like I said, we see plenty of guys come in here in bad form and play well. It's such an enigma of a week. Um, the last couple of weeks, Pat, I don't know if you've noticed. So you you've got this this, and you've not given me any credit for this. Oh, okay. What is it, Pat? I would, I would love to give you some credit for something. Okay, what have I been crushing? Every, especially round one and round two in the Discord. Um, <clears throat> Dang, dude. You right? Just turned into a damn 90 year old man right there. You've definitely been crushing the props. The, the underdog the props. props. Very, you've been very good at them. Crushing the props, especially round one and round two, taking advantage of bet the numbers data that they're putting out there. Uh, they're literally helping you on Twitter, X, whatever figure some stuff out. They're giving us some behind-the-scenes information that we're sharing in the Discord, taking advantage of some prop stuff. We got an additional little spreadsheet of goodies delivered to us today that might help us tackle the props market this week. Um, if DK and FanDuel will be bold enough to offer some of these things, we will hammer it, and you're going to want to be in the Discord when we do. Uh, but it's been quite a successful run for me in, in, the, in the beginning of 2024 in that market. I have noticed round three and round four, and I, I said this in the Discord, like, like tread lightly. I feel like the books are sharp, get sharper as the you know they start to understand how the golf course is playing a little better. And I don't feel as confident about the picks, but we had another good week if you're tailing that uh, in the Discord. So check that out. But um, our friends at Underdog have expanded their pick'em options, and we appreciate that. So if you've not already signed up for Underdog, get in there and do it. Link is in the description of the show. Code Junkies gets you a 100% deposit match up to $100. They've expanded their and I and I I was wondering last week for Mexico if they would go back to kind of like birdies are better and score and like that's kind of it. But they they didn't. I mean they every round greens and regulation, fairways, bogeys are worse, birdies are better, all that kind of stuff. Like they're they're getting more and more offerings. Um, the multipliers have gotten a little better. You can do the correlations again on underdog. So the product is getting great for golf season just in time. Go check it out. Uh, link in the description. And also check out the Discord. Also link in the description because we are having a great time and we are crushing it. The community is thriving over there in the Discord. A big, big time squad ride victory week with Jake Knapp, the prop stuff. We just had a we had a good week in the Discord. I loved it. All right. AK range, Pat. I love this range. Um, so the second guy in my group of three, I've given you Cole and I've given you Mitchell. Jaeger is a lock for me. Uh, unless he gets to like 25, 30 again, like I, I just, I don't know how you, I mean, I'm just going to play Jaeger. And if people want to be like, oh, you're an idiot, you know, this is the high variance thing that you're not supposed to do. You're supposed to fade the chalk everywhere at, at you know, PJ National. I, I just can't pull, I can't do that with Jaeger. Um, there, there are going to be, these three names, Cole, Jaeger, maybe Mitchell, might might pivot off of Mitchell and be one other player, depending on how things shake out. I'm going to plant a flag on those three names that I feel the, the best about, and Jaeger is one of them. So I'm in on Jaeger. Um, 
I got a name I didn't really spend much time on on the betting show. And I hope, I hope he gets a little overlooked. Um, but to me, the perfect player in this field is Luke List in terms of variance. He's got variance at this place. He's got three missed cuts in a row. But before that, what did he do? Runner up. He almost won in 2018 because he had that random Luke List five strokes gained putting week. But his ball striking has always been solid here. His ball striking coming into this week is solid. He's shown a little bit with the putter. Almost won the Genesis. He Horrible back nine. Could have won the Genesis. Now, Bermuda's never been his thing. He's worse on Bermuda than he is on POA for sure. But he lives here. He practices on Bermuda Greens, both at Augusta Country Club and at Champions Retreat. Grainy Bermuda Greens. Like I know he's getting more and more comfortable as his career progresses. And I just wonder if people will see the record with Luke and if he gets a little overlooked. I could be wrong, but I'm I'm hoping that's the case. I, I love Luke List in this range. Hmm. I wasn't expecting List, which is a surprise because usually I, I'm I, I know you're always going to talk about List, but I, I don't I don't mind that play. I mean, I, I am with you on Jaeger though. I think he's he's another one up here that I'm just I'm going to play regardless of what the ownership is. I, I like him a lot. Um, I do also like Muchu, Pavon. You know, coming off of you know the first the win at the farmers the third follow that up at, at pebble beach the and first. we haven't the first coming off the, the coming first. off the first um <sighs> so i do like P pavon this week i think you know he's going to yeah, certainly check check a lot of boxes um do you think uh, well who, who is going to be popular here it's going to be jaeger jaeger for sure you got any more plays who, who do you think is going to be popular outside of jaeger in this range I think I think Machu. You do? I think he'll be popular. People figure I, I, this guy out is pretty good, man. I mean, I, I know, but I still don't know if I still don't know if people. We talked about him a little bit on the betting show. You, you think people are going to be like, "Oh, the Euro on Florida grainy Bermuda"? I don't know. Haven't seen him since Pebble. I don't know. You think people will kind of bail? Plus, they like don't want. They don't. I don't think people want Machu to be a thing. Why would you not want him to be a thing? You don't have something against Frenchmen? Well, I mean, also look at this. Like, no, I'm saying I'm not saying I want that. I want that. I, I know, like you said, people. I know. I think people just don't, they're not fired up about Matthew Pavon. They don't want him to be a thing. They want Jake Knapp to be a thing. They want Jaeger to be a thing. They for uh, the last two years have wanted Denny McCarthy to be a thing. They so want like, a Hogard for sure to they, be a thing. Give them any Hogard and they'll take it. I mean, they, they are literally fiending for a Hogard. But He's sandwiched between Jaeger, McCarthy, and Sepp, another winner here that you know people like. I I don't know that he's gonna be that popular, and I I love the play here in DFS. Yeah, I mean, if he's certainly like, I think he, I would say by popular, I mean ten or eleven percent. Um, I don't. I, if he came in below write that, that I'd love people. write that down, people. Yeah, write write that. Down. Yeah, I'd be thrilled if he's single digits. If he's single digits, I'm I'm in. I, I, you know, I don't know what the ownership on Alex Noren's going to be, but I'm playing him. I, I, I love Noren here. Um, he's another one that's, it, it's, he's going to check some boxes. You look at driving accuracy. Uh, he's not sure at, either. Like he's got a little distance, which yeah. you need. You look at bo bogey avoidance, top five in the field there. Um, that's certainly something you, you want to have on your, you know, in your models this week. Um, because there's a lot of trouble here. So I think Noren is one that I really like at, at, at 8,200. I, I will definitely, and this sounds, I, I hate to do this, but I'm going to fade Jake Knapp. And it's not just because he's coming off of a win. <clears throat> okay. But the driver would scare me a little bit. Not now, Saturday, yeah, Jake Knapp. not driver very much here. I mean, I think the average, what does Beth the number have? The average number of drivers is eight here. Like he might hit, five or six well he has that two wood in the bag that he can he can kind of go to but even that got a little shaky now i i don't know how much you should put into the sunday shakiness off yeah. the tee and his iron play was bad too on sunday yeah um so i think it's a little bit in the middle but certainly coming off of a win a lot of you know a lot okay, of distractions but, but pat okay it's wednesday night 
we're about to do the Discord Wednesday night live chat. Yeah. Jegnap is projected at like three and a half percent. Four. Oh yeah, well yeah, I'm playing Jegnap. Okay, okay, <laughs> come on. Yeah, okay. What if he's seven percent? Yeah, I might sprinkle him in there. A chalky Jegnap, I would not play this. Well, nine, ten percent? No, 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 no. Okay, so you're. I think like I think the cutoff's like five or six percent. Okay. I think I think there's a ton of value in this whole range. Like I, the only guy in here I just really well, there's I guess there's I guess there's two guys in here I just really don't like. I don't care to play Justin Rose here. I just Do don't you care to play Justin Rose anywhere. No, usually not. Just sit here like as a, as yeah. if this was any other course. You would have still said I don't like him here. Yeah, usually. Yeah, yeah. And then the other guy is Denny McCarthy, eighty nine. Like, I think Denny is overpriced in in this range i would i would have priced him I, I think i probably would have well first of all i would have put like hostler and norin up a, up in the straka range and then i would have gone like maybe denny then rasmus then jake then you know i just think he's overpriced and i just don't i'm not buying it so that's the fade uh, Bo, of course, I, I'm a big, listen, I, I talked about Bo in the betting show, but Bo could be a classic outright hit fade in DFS if he's popular. Because a, a popular Bo, I don't love enough. I don't put him in the same spot right now as Jaeger, Cole, maybe Mitchell. Um, so if if it comes to Bo, it's going to be, you know, 14, 15% plus, which he's been popular lately because he's playing well, then I, I'm going to bounce on that. And I'll happily go to Norin. I do I do agree with you on Norin. We, we, had a very funny conversation about Alex Norton on the betting show that I think should be a betting. I think that should be a betting exclusive thing. What we, what we landed on there with Norton. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and in the future. Um, but we both like Norton and then list. I mean, I, I literally just absolutely love this range. I'm going to pound the AK range. Yes. Okay. Um, let's move on. Seven okay. carats, shall we? 7K, then we got six, and then a 5K range. My God. Got to thank our friends at Swannies before we do. I'm wearing the Swannies polo right now. It's a great polo. We got more swag coming. We gave away $200 in Swannies merch last week. Shout out to Chris Draper for winning the email subscription contest. $100 in a Swannies promo code there. And then our boy Spaz, we spun the wheel on Wednesday night in the Discord live chat. See, this is the thing people don't understand. If you're a paying member of the Discord, along with all the other benefits you get, we do little contests for the Discord, too. We're going to do more of them this year, and Spaz won it. We spun the wheel on Wednesday night in the live chat. It was a good time. He, he won another $100 in Swanee's gear. Swanee's partnering with us the rest of the year. Loving our listeners. You guys have had – we've had a great response. A lot, a lot of merch being bought, a lot of good stuff coming. They've just launched a bunch of new stuff for spring and summer. It's not just for men, though. Your wife, your, your girlfriend, your mistress, whoever – if she likes wearing golf, women's golf apparel, it's all there in Swannies. And then your kids as well. Got great stuff for juniors. And it's not like cheesy prints and stuff. It looks really good. Uh, I got my 13-year-old decking some uh, some cool Swannies gear. So check it out. Link in the description of the show. TJ25 is the code for 25% off your entire order. You can use it over and over again. That is a big discount. It's bigger than what you get on their website. You sign up for their email or whatever. 25% off. Hit it. All right. 7K range. I don't love the 7K range, Pat. There are a handful of names in here, but I'm not super, like, I. there are more names in the 6K range I'm interested in, honestly. I mean, there are some box checkers in here, and I will say that the chief among them in my model, at number six in the model, is Adam Svensson, coming off a of T10 at the Genesis. Uh, ninth place finish here in 2022. Obviously a really good iron player from the key mid-iron distances and ranges. Uh, we talked about it on the betting show, how we won the RSM, windy, Bermuda, difficult conditions that year. So I do like Spenson. I do have him written down as possible chalk, although I don't know now, really beyond the 8K range, I just I think things are just going to be very spread thin. There may only be one or two or three guys between all the rest of this field that actually end up being too chalky to avoid or too chalky to play. Uh, but Svensson may be one of them because he's just going to check so many boxes. But I do like him. We'll see how it goes. Christian Bezadenhut, Sebez is 10th in my model. He's at 7,600. I do like Sebez a good a good amount. Um, I will have some Sebez. He's had some 
three consecutive top 30 finishes, T25 here in 2022. Uh, so, I mean, the irons have just been dialed. The putter's been great. Seabass seems primed to me to have a great week. Uh, I'm going to stop there and let us go further down the list here. I'll let you uh, chime in with who you like here. Well, I'm with you on Svensson. He he is definitely one of my favorite plays up here, and I think he'll he'll be relatively chalky for the 7K range. Seabass? Um, you said? No, Svensson. Oh, Svensson, okay. Yeah, I think he'll, yeah. he'll have some have a little bit of chalk to him, but he is third in the BTN model too, so obviously he's popping there. Um, he seems so he's so frustrating to me, but I, I do is. like him coming off the top ten. Um, yeah, the Genesis has the top ten here, so I think Svensson has certainly um, got potential to be a good play. Uh, you know, I find it odd that we we don't seem to look at Brendan Todd this week. Now I, I know he's he hasn't played, you know, great this year, but he, you know, he's got a top 25 at, at the WM T31 at the Genesis. It just feels like this is a, a, you know, a great fit for him. He's very accurate off the tee. Doesn't make a whole lot of mistakes at all. He's a, he's a boring player, you know, but he's a good putter, good around the greens. You know, definitely doesn't have a ton of ball speed. Doesn't hit it a mile. But I, but I think Brendan Todd is is if you get a lower owned Todd who I, I think it'll be low owned is yeah. is a pretty good solid like I feel like if I'm clicking Brendan Todd in my lineups this week at 7600 I don't I don't feel like there's going to be a whole lot of concern now watch him miss the cut but that that he's going to like be waffling around the the cut number I just like a little more distance here I mean if you look at the leaderboards there's plenty of distance up here. There so, is. And I and I think it comes into play, especially on the second shot. It's just swing speed, right? It's it's being able to hit higher lofted irons into really firm greens with a lot of freaking trouble. So it's it's less about off the tee because everybody's kind of hitting it into the same areas, I think. I mean, there, you, we see the average driving distance go way down. And so if if B Todd can hit the driver the same places that Jake Knapp's gonna hit his dang, you know, five wood, fine. But from the same spot, Knapp's gonna be hitting a seven iron and Todd's gonna be hitting a four iron or a five iron. You know what I mean? Like so I think that's what I don't love about Todd. Uh is just is just that that part really for the second shot stuff. You know who it kind of makes me and I I literally don't even have this guy written down. But I I wanted to play him last week and I dug into his DP World Tour stats. Olison Thorbjorn is not super long, but he's he's kind of average distance. And he's pretty dang accurate. Now, last week in Mexico, his irons were fantastic. And, he, and you know, you hit a lot of mid and long irons in Mexico, which you're going to hit here. His scrambling was fantastic. He's a good scrambler. He was good on the DP World Tour. Like, that's part of his game. That's in his DNA. He lost almost four shots off the tee. And I would be willing to bet, if I went back and looked, the reason he did is because he just didn't hit it miles like you have to do at Vedanta. But here, if you're just average distance, I'm fine with that. But he hit it good. He scrambled well. Like, this could be an interesting bounce-back spot for Thorbjorn, who just finished 46. He's 7,700. He's not going to pop in any models because, obviously, he hasn't played a lot of PJ yeah, Tour events. information. I, I think well, that, I think he, I literally just, like, that just happened in my brain as you were talking about Brennan Todd. I was looking at Olison right there above him. Yeah. Um, okay. I talked about Adam Schenk on the betting show at 7,200. You had a, a hot, you know, Pat's, uh, Pat's old man XM radio hot tip of the week that you heard about Adam, Adam Schenk. So that, that got me all jazzed up because I'm, I'm, I was already starting to dip my toe in. I think I might get, I might be back and ready to go for Adam Schenk. Good. Good. So, By I the am, way, so let's look at them. Like who is, I mean, Schenk feels very similar to Brendan Todd. Uh, Shink hits it much further than Brendan Todd. Yeah, but they just, they, I, I don't, they seem just very similar to me. And I don't, I'm not like, I guess I'm not as big as the, on the distance thing. Do you know what Shink's average ball speed is in his last 24 rounds? I don't, I don't know. You're going to nut yourself. Well, I mean, you've, you've done that enough with Jake Knapp. 
Yeah, I've done that. A hundred and seventy nine mile an hour ball speed. His last twenty four. Now that is that. That's that. You is know what is? No, it's got to be like one fifty. A hundred and sixty one, which is yeah. way down there. So I don't. I don't. I Maybe guess for me, I just not putting white and good putters. I don't know. Like I, I guess, I guess I'm just not. I feel like what you're saying. If I were listening to you, <laughs> what you're saying. I mean, like if I'm listening as like <laughs> as a listener of the show, is that you're only looking at people who can hit it far, and I, I would disagree ridiculous. with that. That is not what I. That is not what I've said. I, I'll, you do this to me. You did this on Twitter. No, no, no. You, but you've kind of, you've kind of you been leaving that Twitter way. over the weekend. You hear something, and it might be the first thing. It if I hear it, somebody else is hearing it. I'm and then you. you hear it, and you ignore everything else. You, you don't think about anything else that was said. <laughs> none of the other times. You hear the one thing I simply said. I like a little bit of distance. I said, in, in fact, I said specifically, I just want you to be average in distance. And I and then I said it's not necessarily because of off the tee; it's because of the iron play. I, I get that. Swing speed but off the tee would, in theory, translate to swing speed with irons, which would translate to shorter irons into, you know, greens from the same yardage. Or that some people can be better with their long irons than they are anyway. So it doesn't, it True. doesn't necessarily True. matter. So I guess what I'm saying is I don't. If I'm looking at Shink versus versus Brendan Todd. I personally would feel more confident in Brendan Todd. Do we need a Shink Todd uh, bet? I could, I could do a Shink Todd bet. Yeah. God, you know what? I haven't updated the wheel from. Um, oh, from the, uh, have, the the wheel is all written up in um, in uh, season long penalties. So I don't, I don't want to put that on the line. But we need to get back to our 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 regular penalties on the wheel. Maybe we'll figure that out. We'll do a shink bet or a shink Todd bet. And I'm and not we'll, saying we'll, I don't we'll like spin the wheel later. We'll spin the wheel I, later. But if you said I'm you'd rather have Todd. And I I mean Todd's way more expensive. I mean uh, it's, yeah, he's seventy seven hundred dollars, seventy two hundred dollars. All right. So uh the the winner is what? Uh tournament finish position or DraftKings points? Uh, I think it's always finish position with DraftKings points as the tiebreaker. Okay. We'll do that. You, you have Todd. I have Shane. Okay. Can I give you one other name that I don't think we talked about on the betting show, but, and it's because I don't, I, I can't, I can't, I can't deal with this guy, but I think I'm, I might deal with him at the appropriate ownership because his price is really good. But I also think, I also think he's going to get played because his form is really good and his price is too cheap at 7K, Doug Gim. Oh, gosh. He really has been playing well. He's playing out of his mind. Yeah. And and I mean, he avoids the bogeys. He the, the irons and the off the tee game is solid. He's good around the greens when he has to be, although he hasn't had to be very much. Like, and the putter has not been awful. Like he, his Bermuda splits are terrible, but his last five events at least, like even though I know it's not all you know, it's not Bermuda, but it's not terrible. He's seven like seven K is cheap for what he's been doing. I I agree for Doug Gim, and and the thing is too, we've seen him kind of pop up on this Florida swing and play well. Like, he's played well at the players' yeah, on, yeah. A, on a very difficult course. Yeah. So, yeah, that's true. I, I don't – I don't. I think Doug Gim I looked at on the betting show or for the betting show when I was doing research, and he, he just – I didn't feel at all good about an out, outright on him. But I think in DFS, there's plenty of upside. I think you're right. Uh, Beth, the number seems to believe that putting between 4 and 10 feet on Bermuda surfaces is pretty important this week, and they – they selected uh, a handful of courses that would be the same Bermuda surface. And of that uh, of that statistic, in the last, I think I did 50 rounds, Doug Gim is 107th. So Doug, Doug does not putt well, period, but definitely not on Bermuda. 103rd in the BTN model, so. Yeah, I think I, I, think I pushed out the, the range a little bit. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, is that everybody in the seven K for you? Uh, that's it. I would, I would actually like to play guess the number again. <laughs> Get what do you mean? Guess the number. I want to guess ball speed number on Doug Gim. Cause I haven't looked at it. <laughs> I feel like Doug Gim is not very long off the tee. So I'm going to put it at like one sixty four. What is the number? 
maybe I, maybe as I got better at projecting ownership, I have gotten <laughs> worse at ball speed. Uh, 169 miles an hour. So not bad. Not, not that far off, but definitely above average when it comes to uh, driving accuracy. So there you go. Um, all right, let's move on. 6K range. We're not going to do the draft. We're just going to throw out some players. And, and I, I, I'm going to have to do a ton of narrowing down in the 6K and 5K range. And part of me wants to kind of get cute down here and go with some gut plays, go with some potential guys that we know don't love the West Coast and maybe their finishes and their output hasn't been great, but they love Bermuda and they love Florida. Part of me wants to do some of that, but but I don't I don't there's so many in here that I like um that I think it's gonna be tough. First of all, let's talk about 6K chalk. There will be chalk in the 6K. It will it will be Carson Young. I'm yes, pretty sure. Absolutely. Which I already bet him at 220 to one outright. I probably need to throw that top. We talked about him on top 20. He was four to one this morning. So I probably just need to live with that. I, I can't play anyone chalky down here because it's just too too close to the same thing. I think Davis Thompson's going to be chalky. Like it's crazy that he's 6800 to me. He's he scores a lot of DraftKings points. He's been consistent, good finishes. I think DT is going to be chalky. And then from there, I, I have a couple of question marks about a couple of names I'll throw out to you. Tell me what you think. Austin Eckroat, Sammy Valamaki, after what he's done. What do you think about those two guys? Sammy could potentially have a little bit of chalk, but, but coming off that second place. And he he was he was showing up a little bit leading into, into Mexico. I feel like there were several people that were, were kind of talking to him up a little bit. And so I, I do think you could get Irons have been really good. Yeah, you could get Sammy. Um, I feel like maybe B Wu. Yep, potentially. potentially. Mm -hmm. You know, he's he's coming off another good performance in Mexico to T thirteen was top fifteen here last year. I don't know about Ekro though. Okay, I think I don't. I don't know. Is Ekro just the uh, the model? You know, he's like the he he's like the runway model. Yeah. That it that is all is just gonna trip and fall. Like I, I like Austin Eckrote, but I've started just not ever wanting to play him because I, I just don't ever feel like I'm yeah, I'm safe. I'm in a safe zone. Uh all right, let me talk about a few pivots that I'm just and I'm gonna get I'm just gonna go ahead and get weird here with some of these. I, I think um Ben Griffin is that example of a player who did not have a great West Coast start, but I think just gets in different vibes when he's on Bermuda, East Coast stuff. The, now, the iron play was bad, and that had nothing to do with being on the West Coast, but it wasn't like god-awful. It was just like slightly worse than average, as was his game off the tee. But we've seen Ben Griffin play quite well, um, both here and other Florida Florida stops. So I think he's an interesting spot because we know that dude can go low and he can, he can scramble and he's got chops. I mean, he, you remember he was leading the players last year at a certain point, like mm -hmm. that's ridiculous. So Griffin is one. Um, I, I kind of, I kind of want to play Aaron Baddeley. Oh, where, where in $6,100. I didn't even, He's just been putting. I mean, he's always been he's always been like a top putter in the freaking world. But he's actually playing okay. He he's got some he's squeezing out some decent finishes. He's terrible off the tee, which is concerning here. Um I don't know. I probably won't get there, but uh, it, he's popping for me. And then Grayson Sig. Grayson Sig is 5th in my model right now at 6100. Yeah. Um the last one I'm going to give you is is gonna be a struggle for me because I um he hurt me bad last week. Wait a minute, where is he? Hold on. He hurt me really bad. Yeah, 6900. No, don't do it. I just do think, not do it. Yeah, I, I am not gonna allow you to say his name or play him. Thomas you Detry. Do not do it. Thomas Detry. I, I I think I'm I think I'm going back. I think I'm going back. He, I know he missed the cut in Mexico. He had a horrible first round. He shot a 68 day two when he didn't have to. Shot a 68 day two. If I had but, a whistle around here, I'll tell you what, I would <laughs> be blowing the hell out of that thing. 
<laughs> I, I, people are going to ba bail on him, but we know what the recent form has looked like for people coming in here. He hits it pure. He's, he's long enough. He's actually fairly accurate enough. He's a good total driver of the ball. Do you know that, okay, I had Thomas Dietrich at the tournament last year here. And he withdrew. And he withdrew. And let me just tell you this. It may say somewhere in, in a news report that it was an injury, but it was not an injury. It This course broke his ass, and he just left. So I don't care what any reports are. If it says he had a back injury, you know, he, he stubbed his toe. I don't know, but he, you're saying he was, he's a mental midget. He can't handle it. He was so bad, so bad. And then he just withdrew and I can't I handle mean, that again. That is kind of scary, but God, the price is really cheap for his upside to me. Okay. Whatever. You can do that. All right. Who do you like? All right. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do the same thing to myself. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to go with Chess and Hadley at 6,700. Look, I don't mind. Pretty good, man. I yeah. mean, a couple top twenty fives in his last three starts. Mm -hmm. um, top thirty here last year. He's going to check a lot of boxes, man. I mean, he's good on approach. Um, you know, avoids bogeys. You look at the BTN model; he's fourth there, six and par three scoring. Very accurate off the tee. Probably doesn't have a lot of ball speed. Maybe more so than I think. What do you, let's, I do? let's do it. Let's do it. What do you think it is? Last uh, last twenty four rounds, uh, you know, basically. 20. He does have that kind of tall, lanky bottle that should bottle mm -hmm. body that should allow for some speed. But I, I'll say one sixty eight. What do you actually? Let's do this. What do you think the tour average is for ball speed? Mm -hmm. Um, I would say in the 170 range tour average is 172 and chesson hadley is 172 okay he's Amazing. actually horribly inaccurate he is currently in his last 24 rounds he is hitting 53.9 percent of his fairways against tour average 60 percent well in the btn model he is 26 in the field in driving accuracy so i'm i'm just saying that to me that's Fairly high up in the field. I wonder what that uh, that is. That is fairly. I wonder what the. I, I don't remember what the timeline was on that. It might might have been zoomed out there. I'll have to. I don't mind Hadley. I don't mind Hadley. Yeah. Anybody yeah. else? Um, I think that's it for me. There's a lot of names in here. I just threw out some weird ones, but there's more. We'll talk about them a lot in the Discord for sure. 5K range. Let's do the draft, and then we got that that video wrapping it up at the end. So let's get it started. I think if whoever's going to pick first, I think we're both going to pick Andrew Novak at 5,900. Yes, and I mean that that is going to be a tough one because he's playing really well. He's playing really well because he's hitting his irons so good, which is what you need to do here. But he will be chalky. I mean, I'm like, there's no way he's less than 10%. I think he's going to be chalky. I agree. And a 10% $5,900 Andrew Novak at, at PGA National should be a textbook fade. It should be, but I still don't want to. You, so you you can give them to me. Okay. And then you. Yeah. Okay. okay. All right. I have to. Um, so who am I going to take? You know who I'm going to take? You know who hit it really good a couple weeks ago? Couldn't putt worth crap, but I know he's going to be comfy on this southeastern Bermuda. Mr. Bud Cowley. Damn it. I'm Damn it. From me. If you're going to take Novak, I'm taking Bud Cowley. I mean, you remember when we were in the in the freaking media center at, at the Waste Management and they were interviewing Justin Thomas about Bud coming back, and JT said, yeah, Bud's actually been kicking my ass at home. And then he came out and gained like four shots ball striking, and you were like, holy crap, Bud is Bud can hit it. He couldn't putt. He lost six strokes putting. I, I think I think the thing with Bud, it did kind of get to him a little bit when he you know, made the cut. And then I think, you know, four rounds, he hasn't, you know, played in a ton of events since he came back. I think it got to him a little, got a little tired. But I do like Bud. So you did steal him from me because he was, his box was checked. Um, I'll, I'll go with a, a gut play here. I, I think Sam Ryder, 
He has two top tens in a row here in 21 and 22. Um, good on approach, very accurate off the tee. He's been putting like complete ass, but maybe it turns around this week. Is it me or did he used to be a good putter? Or has he always been a terrible putter? I don't remember. I don't, I don't feel like I ever remembered him being like a good putter, but I, I don't really remember. Yeah. Uh, I, I caught a case of uh, the cooties last last week, and um, it actually worked out because I, I picked the right one, I, and I, I don't have, you know, I ordered the ointment for it. It hadn't come in yet, so I still got it. I'm going Parker Cootie, the cheaper Cootie at 5,100, who's playing better right now. Why would you not play Parker Cootie? I'm in. Irons are dialed. Has the distance, has the accuracy. I mean, a good total driver as well, ish. Eh, maybe not. I don't know. Accuracy is actually pretty sus, but good iron play for sure out of Pearson. Parker Cootie, sorry, not Pearson. Fading Pearson, playing Parker. Was that confusing? Right. I'm sure. A little bit, but that's okay. Um, all right. I, I think, I think I'm, this is a this is a little bit of what feels like just a safe play even though it's really not a safe play. But I'm going to go Scott Stallings, 5,900, hmm. 5, right at the top there. Okay. Um, Scott Stallings. Okay, I didn't see that coming. I'm going back to the well on another guy that I got through the cut last week. He didn't do much, but uh, I'm going Victor Perez. Just, just quality of the player. High-quality player. Talked about him last week. Ryder Cup player. He's actually had some decent Florida finishes. T9 at the Players in 2021. Um, gain strokes putting on that Bermuda. Gain strokes putting in his only start at the Valspar, T45 there. Um, gain strokes, gained four strokes putting at the Arnold Palmer. Finished T68 because he could not chip. I think he might have had the yips. He lost seven strokes chipping. That's tough to do. Um, and, yeah, he's, he's only played here. He's never played here, so... I don't know. He's he's actually, I guess, seemingly comfy on Florida Bermuda, and he's a good good player. We know that about him. Really good player. So I'm going Victor Perez. That is the 5K draft. Parker Cootie, Bud Cauley, Victor Perez, Sam Ryder, uh, Andrew Novak, and Scott Stallings. There we go. All right, I'm gonna tee this up. We're gonna let we're gonna end on this. Um, DJ Khaled doing the cart, commentating at the match. I'm a known DJ Khaled hater. However, uh, we talked a little bit about some of that on the betting show. You got the full kind of behind-the-scenes discussion on the betting show. And um, we just thought we'd replay it because, you know, I put a lot of work into this, and we think it's worth it. So enjoy this as we dip out of here, and may your screens be green for the Cognizant Classic in the Palm Beaches. See ya! Oh! Life is like golf. It ain't easy, but it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Go ahead, show them what's up. Toe to head. Toe to head. Oh, God. Take your time. Go slow. Silicone. Silicone Cabretta. Oh, God. Bless up. Love and light. Light and love. Did Tiger Woods play this hole? Did Tiger... What he met... What did he... What did he shoot? He, he shot a four? A birdie? Look what God did. Bring out the putter! Bring out the putter! Major key alert. Beautiful is who we will be when we shine light in our darkest crevices. Look what God did! Look what he did! Call this wedge, bless up. It's good. It's good to talk to your clubs. It's good to talk to your love. It's good to talk to your clubs. Let's see what I do here. See what I do. You gotta, you gotta think about the blessing before the blessing. Or the blessing don't know to be a blessing. Let's see what I do. Go in the hole. It's beautiful.
Wow! Wow! That's why my shirt's full. That's why I have this big shirt. Look what God did. Look at this bag. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this and this. This is what God did. Now, you got to keep things on you when you're playing golf. Even though golf is good, you got to make sure you have what you need. So at all times, you got to keep goodies on you. Let me show you. First of all, if the sun is bright and the brightened sun is hurting your head, you, sometimes I keep that hat on me. I keep the hat on me. Swannies, you know? And then other times, life gets rough. Life gets rough. But you don't want to... You don't want it to be, you don't want to feel rough, even though life is rough. You don't, you don't want to feel rough. So I keep, I keep it smooth. I keep it smooth. Sometimes you need an extra ball marker. You got to have an extra ball marker on the green in case maybe your buddy needs one. And you say, here, buddy. And you put that on there. I took this in the last competition I was in. Me and my boy, Drake, we won that. Because you know why? Because we the best. So sometimes you got to have that. And then sometimes when, it's, when, it's, when the storms of life and the storms of golf are getting restless and you need peace, you keep that shell on you, baby. You listen to that ocean. You can hear it. You can hear it. And then sometimes, sometimes, come here, look in the back. You, you don't want the club to see you, but sometimes you just got to have a snack. So, you know, you might have a shrimp. You could have a shrimp. And then sometimes you you just need a, you need a snack. Okay? So you got to stay. You got to make sure the substance is there. Light and love. Love and light. Golf is like life. It ain't easy, but it's beautiful. Hit this one onto the green. Oh! Life is beautiful when you shine light into the darkest crevices of your body. Life is Roblox. Don't let nobody stop you, cause we ain't stopping. Thank you, thank you God. Let's go golfing, let's golf. Right down the middle. Thank you, thank you to my new sponsor. The best golf data site around, Bet the Number. Bless God. Let's bet the number. Perrier. Got a birdie putt to tie Tiger Woods. I got you, Tiger. I got you. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Paul. Hey, Caddy, is this a part three again? It's a part three. This is for Paul. For Paul. Perere. 